I want to thank Research FDI for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call with them so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion worth of projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research FDI. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic developers. Call them at 514-488-3168 and see how Research FDI can help you create real prospects. Hello, this is Chad Chancellor with Next Move Group. Before we begin today's podcast, if you've been enjoying our podcast series, Please go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. That'll sure help us out. We'd appreciate it a whole lot. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group. We are Jobs Podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group. This week, we don't have a guest. We're going to review what was possibly the greatest comeback in the history of Mississippi State sports, the victory over Virginia on Tuesday night to set Mississippi State up to hopefully play for the College Baseball National Championship. Mississippi State beat Virginia 6-5, to five, but listen at this. We were no hit going to the eighth inning. Mississippi State went into the eighth inning with zero hits. I hope my voice holds up. I've nearly lost my voice. We were being no hit. We were being embarrassed. We were going to be the talk of college baseball for 20 years. People were going to say, remember the night, Mississippi State didn't even get a hit in Omaha. Down four to zero going to the eighth inning. We scored six runs in the eighth inning to send us all the way to Friday. We don't have to play now until Friday. Now we're one win away from playing for the national championship. This is absolutely unbelievable. And of all the tremendous victories Mississippi State has won over the years, We went to the Final Four. I remember that game in the Elite Eight going to the Final Four. Our college baseball teams played for a College World Series championship. Dak Prescott had us number one in the country, but we never had a comfort behind victory like this. Not in my lifetime. Mississippi State has never. Down four to nothing in the eighth inning, we were literally being no hit. We were going to be the laughing stock on SportsCenter. Everybody would have talked about the time Mississippi State didn't even get a hit in Omaha in the College World Series, and we win the game. This is absolutely unbelievable. Tanner Allen. Tanner Allen hit a three-run home run to give us the lead, but before he did, Callum Clark got up there and hit a two-run home run. We're being no hit. Picture it if you didn't watch the game. We're being no hit. They walk our batter. Callum Clark comes to the face and socks the ball over the fence, but we're still down four to two. And in a strange move, Virginia's coach decides to pull his pitcher. His pitcher had only pitched 98 pitches. He gave up one hit in the game, and Virginia took him out of the game. Thank goodness they did, because next thing you know, base hit. This brings up Rowdy Jordan and Tanner Allen. 
Rowdy's our leadoff hitter. Tanner Allen hits number two. They're the best two hitters in college baseball. If you watched our YouTube show last week, I told you, they're the best two hitters in college baseball. Rowdy Allen hits a double. In comes the closer for Virginia, and Tanner Allen hits the ball over the fence. Three-run home run to put Mississippi State ahead in a game we literally would be a no-hit 10 minutes before he hit the ball over the fence. We went from the bottom you could be, an utter embarrassment of no-hits, to winning one of the most dramatic comebacks in Mississippi State history. I'm sitting here thinking... We have had some tremendous comebacks against Ole Miss to win the Egg Bowl. And, of course, we all want to win the Egg Bowl. But that doesn't match this. This is to potentially play for a national title. I never remember a basketball comeback. Like, well, yes, we came back against Alabama one year down 18 to win the SEC. But this is to win the national title. Now, with this tremendous victory, we get to either play Texas or Virginia Friday. And guess what? They got to beat us twice. They got to beat us twice, and we're going to have Bettinar be able to come back and pitch. So we've got an ace sitting over there. Our bullpen deserves so much credit tonight. Our bullpen is deep. Our starting pitcher only went an inning and a third. And quite frankly, I don't know why Lamonis didn't pull him before then. The one thing I'm worried about, Lamonis seems to not know when to pull our pitchers. And he left McLeod in tonight a little bit too early. Quite frankly, he didn't bring Landon Sims in early enough. Landon Sims the best closer in the business. He's going to have plenty of rest come Friday. This game was one on two. He's going to have plenty of rest. Coach, bring him in when we need him. If the starter's struggling, take him out. But listen at these statistics. McLeod gives up four earned runs in an inning and a third, y'all. Inning and a third. We were being embarrassed. Johnson comes in, two innings pitch. Patrick, two and a third. Stinnett, 1.1 inning. Tular, 0.2. Smith, one. Listen, unbelievable. Our pitchers totally, totally, totally shut them down other than our starting pitcher. That's really other than, obviously, Tanner Allen hitting the ball over the fence. Where we won the baseball game was our middle relief. After McLeod had such a pitiful start and performance, our middle relief came in and shut down Virginia. But, y'all, it was an utter impact. We were being no hit. Virginia's pitcher was making us look like an absolute fool out there. And then all of a sudden, over the fence, over the fence it goes from Kellum Clark. And then next thing you know, Virginia in an explicit move. I can't understand it. I can't understand what this coach was thinking. Takes his pitcher out. He was still ahead four to two when he took his pitches out. He was ahead four to two. They take the pitcher out. In comes a new pitcher. Over the fence, the ball goes. Tanner Allen hits over the fence. And let's talk about our closer, Landon Sims. We bring him into the game. Up, let's see. We were up a run in the eighth inning. They brought Landon Sims in. One pitch, Landon gets us out of the eighth inning. Ninth inning, one, two, three. No problem whatsoever. Go to the house, Virginia. So now the way this thing sets up, we don't have to play again until Friday. Friday, we'll play the winner of Texas in Virginia. Whoever wins that game's got to beat us twice. They'll have to beat us Friday and Saturday. Friday, we've got Houston pitching. He's a left-hander, gritty pitcher. He shut Notre Dame down last week. Notre Dame's offense is way better than Virginia's or Texas. Now, Notre Dame didn't have much pitching, but the offense was better than Virginia or Texas. So the fact he shut them down, I like our chances in that game. And if push comes to shove... We then can bring Bednar in. Bednar struck out 15 Texas Longhorn Sunday night. We can bring him back on Saturday. On the other side of the bracket, you have got Vanderbilt and Stanford are playing. The winner of that game has got to beat NC State twice. The loser of that game goes to the house. 
Everybody thinks Vanderbilt's so good with all of these starting pitchers they have. Well, they got two aces, and that's about it. So even if they survive through this, they're going to have to pitch their aces this weekend, meaning if we can win one more game and get to the championship, even if we play Vanderbilt, their aces are not going to be on full rest. So I will like our chances. Friday's game, though, is so important because if we can win it, we can save our ace, Bettinar, and start him on Monday. This is as exciting a time as to ever was. Mississippi State has never won a national championship in a team sport. We've never won it. And we love baseball. Baseball is our favorite sport. Of course, football is our favorite sport. We all live in the South. That's our favorite sport. But we far love baseball over basketball. I guarantee you, any Mississippi State fan will take a baseball championship over a basketball championship. We love baseball. We're going to take a quick break for a message for our listeners. Be right back right after this. I want to thank LocationOne.com. Some of you know it as Lois for sponsoring today's podcast. In my opinion, Lois is the best buildings and sites database on the market. One of the reasons I think that is it gives you nationwide exposure. So I used to be the economic developer in Paducah, Kentucky, and I made a terrible mistake. I only put my buildings and sites on the Kentucky Economic Development Buildings and Sites database. Well, Paducah bordered Illinois and was within 30 or so miles of Missouri, Indiana, and Tennessee. So what sense did it make for me to not put my bills and sites on a nationwide database? Well, Lois does that for you. Looking back, I should have put my bills and sites on Lois. It's also easy to use for an economic developer. It's just like using Facebook. It walks you through how to insert your pictures and your information and so forth. And the thing I like most It works well on my iPad. If I'm in an industrial building, I want to be able to look at that thing on my iPad. Lois does that for me. Other buildings and sites databases struggle with that. So if you got 10 or 15 minutes to spare, go over to location1.com, book yourself a demo, and see if this can help your community have more success. We have the nicest stadium. We play in the best conference. We got the best fans. It is our time to win the title. And this game tonight is a game that will go down in lore. If we win the national championship, you will look back to tonight's game. When Mississippi State beat Virginia after being no hit into the eighth inning, that's why I'm so overjoyed. Mississippi State... We kind of been the lovable losers. We lose in so many sports. Even the other teams sometimes root for us because they don't view us as a threat. We're kind of like the Chicago Cubs used to be. And it would have been the most Mississippi State thing ever for us to have had the pitch at domination we did Sunday night where we totally shut down Texas, struck them out 21 times, and followed that up by being no hit. If we hadn't got a hit tonight, can you imagine the embarrassment? But no, no, our boys are gritty. They turn the no hitter around and win the ball game. We win the ball game six to five. I tell you, I don't know how Virginia gets up from this. Virginia's got to play Texas. This is a gut punch. You ask yourself, if you're winning the ball game four to nothing, no hitting the other team and dominating them now, making us look foolish, and you lose that ball game, that is tough, buddy. That's going to be tough for them to get over. Those kids are going to be hearing that in the hotel room, going to be getting text messages and all. That's going to be tough. You would think Texas might come out of that side now and set up a Mississippi State-Texas Finals to go to the College World Series Championship. Now, if we advance to the World Series Championship, those games will be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week in Omaha, and it's the best two out of three. It's very simple. Two teams play each other. Whoever wins two out of three is your champion. 
And I really, really like our chances. We have got an ace on the mound in Bednar. We have got what I consider a very gritty starting pitcher in Houston. You know, I don't know what to make of McLeod. He started the year as our ace, our number one starter, and tonight he was off. His ball wasn't moving at all. Looks to me like the season's tired him out. You know, it's a long season. Some of these kids tire out by the end of the year. I'm not sure I put him back in a big spot if I'm the coach. Our bullpen is too good. Johnson is too good of a long reliever. He can start a game. We've got multiple options to go to. If it's me now, I'm not the coach. If it's me, I'm not sure I put McLeod back out there. I don't know that he has the confidence. I think he has the stuff. I think he's got long-term potential, but I'm not sure right now he has the confidence. And if I'm in a championship situation, I want somebody with the ball that has the confidence. Whether they get him out or not, I want them to think they're going to get him out. So that's who I want on the mound. So if you look at the eighth inning, we're down four to nothing, no hits going to the eighth inning. It started with a Scotty DeBrew walk, down four to zero, still no hits. Scotty DeBrew walks, then Brad Compass flies out. So it's one out. They only got five outs to go, and they were hit of us four to nothing. We got a man on first base. This is what I can't understand Virginia did. Next pitch, uh, Kellen Clark homered to right field, knocked him and Scotty DeBrew in, make it four to two. Literally the first hit of the ball game. In other words, this pitcher had gotten us out 22 times. He got us out 22 times. We hit him one time. We're going to take a quick break for a message for our listeners. Be right back right after this. Our executive search spotlight this week is on the Pinellas County, Florida search for an economic development director search that we are currently doing. So Pinellas County is the county west of Tampa, probably most well known for having St. Petersburg within the county, also Clearwater and a number of other communities. It's the county on the Gulf of Mexico, absolutely some of the most beautiful beaches you've ever seen in your life. It's part of that Tampa Bay region. You know, the Tampa Bay region is supposed to have population growth from 4.1 million to 6 million by 2040. It's going to grow by 46%. But Pinellas County has three Fortune 500 headquarters located in Pinellas County. This is a county department head position. So the economic development director is going to manage an operating budget of $10.5 million and a staff of 33 people. Whoever gets hired would develop and maintain strategic relationships with commercial industrial real estate organizations and developers for the purpose of assisting businesses and key industries with growth, expansion, and relevant site information. The director is going to oversee business development, expansion, recruitment, retention, and other international trade initiatives within the county. Pinellas County has the second largest regional manufacturing employee base in all of Florida with companies like Honeywell, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, GE Energy, Baxter Healthcare, Johnson Controls, I could go on and on and on. Also aviation and airspace, even business and financial services, as well as defense and homeland, IT jobs, and a lot of life sciences and medical jobs. Pinellas County's population is right at 1 million people, just barely below that, but probably in this new census, when it comes out, it'll be added. They're projected at 974,000. This is a tremendous job for somebody. Quality of life, like you can't hardly believe, you know, in Florida, you don't pay any income taxes. Salary is going to be 150,000 plus. We might be able to pay a little bit more than that if we find the right person. So get your resume in by this Friday, June 25th at noon Eastern time. Resumes due this Friday, June 25th at noon Eastern time. (music) 
they're still ahead two runs, and for some head-scratching reason, Virginia goes to the bullpen. So they go to the bullpen, and our next guy comes up, a pinch hitter, Josh Hatcher, infield single. You want to go back and look where the ball game infield single beat out a throw if he's out there we probably lose this ball game and then comes up the two best hitters in the country rowdy jordan and tanner allen absolutely the best hitters in the country rowdy hits his double tanner allen comes up hits it over the fence and away we go tanner allen is very very close in my opinion i've been alive since 1982 Tanner Allen is very, very close to becoming the greatest athlete in Mississippi State sports history, in my opinion. In my opinion, he's already surpassed Will Clark, Rafael Palmeiro, all of those guys. He's surpassed all the basketball players we've had that any good. The only person he's not surpassed is Dak Prescott, in my opinion. Now, if we win the national title, he surpasses Dak. Dak did not win the national title. Dak got us to number one. He got us to high. So Mississippi State football's never seen. He didn't win the national title. If we win this title, and we're still a long way away, we got to win three more baseball games to do it. But if we win this title, Tanner Allen, in my book, with the home run he hit tonight, remember, when he came to the plate tonight, we were down four to two. When he came to the plate, we're down four to two, men on first and second. If he grounds into a double play, that inning's over, we're going to lose the guy. He hits the ball over the fence. We win five to four. He has been tremendous his entire career. Last week against Notre Dame, he hit home runs just to get us here. Notre Dame was a tremendous team of Super Regional. In my book, if we win the College World Series, Tanner Allen is the single greatest Mississippi State player ever in any sport. You could argue me to the cows come home. You could argue me that maybe Victoria Vivens on our women's team, but no, the women's team didn't win the championship. They lost. They lost to the foul. I'm saying if we win the championship next week, in my opinion, Tanner Allen goes down as the greatest Mississippi State Bulldog player ever. So for those of you who haven't seen it, turn him on. He hits number two in our lineup. He hits the ball over the fence. He hits doubles. He has speeds. He bats about 340. Turn it on. He's a tremendous player. I think the greatest player in Mississippi State history, especially if we win the championship next week. And quite frankly, I think we're the best team. I think we have the team to do it. Mississippi State often has a loser's mentality. We have a mentality kind of waiting for the bad thing to happen, but I think we have the best team. I'm worried about our coach. I think he's a tremendous recruiter. I think he's a tremendous hitting coach, but sometimes he makes head-scratching moves when it comes to pitching. I hope to goodness he gets it right, and if he does, I will love him forever. I'm a little worried about some of the moves he makes on the pitching staff, but if he gets that figured out, if he puts the right pitchers in, I think we've got a fine shot to win this thing. So what a tremendous, tremendous victory to go from utter embarrassment, from utter low of the low of being no hit in the eighth inning and think you're going to be laughed at for the rest of your life. To go from that to a come-from-behind victory, probably the greatest come-from-behind victory in Mississippi State sports history. We never had a come-from-behind victory like this. To come from four to nothing behind and winning this game six to five, set us up to go to the national championship. What a tremendous, tremendous night. Hell State, fight for that victory today. Hit the line and tote the ball. Cross the goal before you fall. And then we'll yell, 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 yell for Darrell State. We'll yell like H-E-L-L fight for Mississippi State. Win the game today. Three more victories and we're national title. Three victories from a championship. Hell State.